farming in a low rainfall zone, how do you make the decision to apply fungicide in crop at the pointy end of the season? Hi, I'm Tanya Morgan and today we're coming to you from the Loxton Grain Legume Hub Day where we catch up with Sardi research scientist and pulse pathology sub-program leader, Sarah Blake. She's here to tell us about how to make that important fungicide decision. Take a listen. Hi Sarah, thanks for joining us today. We're at the Loxton trial site and it's quite a hot, windy day here today. Very different to last season. You're specialising in pulse diseases. What happened last year? Look, last year was just an exceptional year for disease. I think everyone was caught unawares by that persistent rainfall and the fact that it just seemed to be raining on a regular basis and that really caught a lot of growers out because fungicide applications, the best practice recommendation for foliar fungicide for any foliar disease is to apply it ahead of a rain event. And so that made it really challenging for growers to get out and apply that fungicide in a timely manner to get the best protection from that product. And then there are a whole heap of issues around paddock trafficability or lack of spray planes being available or other commitments on the farm on any particular dry day that they needed to tend to. For anyone that came to our field day here last year, 12 months ago, it wasn't wet at all. We'd had a good season. The chickpeas were doing well. There was not a spot of disease in anything at that point in time. And we actually had nothing to tell people about managing disease. That's a good, that's no a, idea what that's was about a to good situation to be in. Yep. And I guess this year it's turning out to be quite different because there's been a pretty good amount of rain throughout June and then it just seems to have gone quite dry ever since. And so we're standing here in the paddock today and it's about 24 or 25 degrees and bright and sunny and growers are probably now wondering, well, like, when do I actually spray and what do I do? And for these lower rainfall regions, the recommendation still is to put that fungicide out ahead of a rainfall event. But I guess if we're not getting those significant rainfall events of at least five mils, there's, then you don't need to be going out and putting a fungicide out because that's a waste of your time and money. And it also, every fungicide that we're putting out increases that risk of fungicide resistance developing. And, and we really want to avoid that in our pulse crops because we don't have any field fungicide resistance in the pulse pathogens yet and we'd like it to stay that way and make sure that we protect the chemistries that we do have available. However, I guess sometimes the weather forecaster doesn't get it quite right and maybe, you know, you might get a small amount of rain overnight that you weren't expecting to and you haven't gone out and been able to put that fungicide out to protect your crop then there, there is some evidence to suggest that getting that fungicide out kind of 24 or 48 hours later in the event that you weren't able to make it ahead of the rain, that can still provide some protection. I guess it's going to depend on what the rest of the season will bring and yeah, how much more rain is going to come. And I guess as we get towards the end of the year when crops are really potting up well and we're getting close to harvest, probably that key point is to really be scouting and monitoring for disease towards that end part of the season because we don't want disease getting onto the pods because the pathogens can infect through the pod wall and stain the grain or cause pod abortion so that impacts your yield so it could cause both quality losses and grain yield impacts at harvest. I think it's one of the hardest decisions low rainfall farmers have to make fungicide application because one, they're usually decisions we have to make quite rarely, so you don't have that reference point of when you apply it, what happened to sort of work on. These wet springs happen not very often at all. And I guess the other thing is trying to keep input costs down. We've got talk of an El Nino going into the rest of the season potentially. 
you don't want to spend any money that you don't mm. have to. Mm. Are there any sort of thresholds or rules of thumb for putting a foliar fungicide yeah. out? Yeah, look, I think um, it really depends on every individual grower's situation and it depends on whether your um, disease risk is low or high. So a low risk scenario might be that you don't have a source of inoculum nearby. So maybe you don't have standing stubble um, either in the neighbouring paddock or certainly not within your crop because it's not recommended to sow the same crop type back into your paddock. The best integrated disease management practices recommend sowing only once every three years of a particular crop type in your paddock. If you're observing those sorts of factors and you haven't seen a lot of disease and your disease risk is pretty low, and perhaps you just want to be thinking about putting a fungicide out for four or five weeks before you expect to harvest if there's disease present and there's potential rain because sometimes we do get caught with a bit of rain late in the season. If you're in a higher risk scenario, so you've got standing stubble that's infested, you've already had disease in your crop, or you know, like last year, it was just really high rainfall for most of the regions, then that's something that you need to be thinking about which products you might be going out with um, and the timing of that going ahead of that rain event. And it's, it's really important that we're mixing and rotating our fungicides um, across the season. Um, don't be applying the same fungicide twice in a row um, because that increases the risk of fungicide resistance developing. Um, that works the same way as um, antibiotic resistance. If we keep using the same products over and over, some of the individuals that are not sensitive to that product, they'll survive and then they'll continue um, to exist in the crop. In terms of specific thresholds, look, I think that's a really hard question to answer because everyone's going to be a bit unique and it just depends on what the, the economics of your particular situation, what sort of yield you're expecting in that particular crop and what fungicides you've already gone out with and how much you've already spent on that, on that paddock in a particular year. What about disease alerts? Is there somewhere where we can find out about what's happening in the regions? Yeah, Sadi does produce the CropWatch SA, which is a reactive notification via email and via XNOW. So we do produce that. That sort of relies on uh, agronomists and growers letting myself know, either via email or via phone, about what sort of disease issues you might be seeing in your region. And that, that allows me to get a message out to the CropWatch subscribers. You can find that information on how to subscribe through the PERSA website and yeah if you can let me know what you're seeing then that can help me to inform others in your region as well fantastic and we'll put that link in the show notes so if people have got more questions they know where to find you cool thanks for joining Great. us thanks tanya this podcast is brought to you by the grdc investment development and extension to close the economic yield gap and maximize farming systems benefits from grain legging production in south australia to find out more about CropWatch, check the link in the show notes Thanks for joining us. If you want to hear more, like and subscribe to the MSF Farm Talk podcast. Catch you later.